Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast. How the hell are you, buddy? Doing good. Our first in-person episode, man. I know, it's very exciting. So, uh, with that said, what uh, what brew you got, buddy? Well, since I came to visit you, I had to get a local beer here, Humble Abode, as you're always... It's my favorite, man. As you're always my drinking. favorite. I am drinking... Something anniversary quadruple IPA. What's, Woo! what's IV? Woo! That, that would be four. That's only four? Fourth, fourth anniversary quadruple IPA. 11.5%. So holy crap. The last one was what? Nine? Nine and a half. Hell, Stepping up your game, man. Oh, man. Stepping up your game. Pushing my tolerance here, I see. Uh, it'll be a fun episode. Let's just say that. That's good, though. Ooh, a little bite at the end there. <laughs> I would expect that with 11.5%. Woo! But it's good. It's good, but that little bite I, at the I end. I swear, Humble Boat makes only good beers. <laughs> this is spicy. I have their new In Hiding American Stout. Uh, mine's only a mild 6.7%. 6, 6. Oh, almost half. <laughs> yeah. But both of these just came out. I'm going to make sure I don't spill all over the table Not today. this time, man. Not this yeah. time. How is it? How is it? It's good. It's good. Tastes well, a lot like Guinness, to be honest with you. Oh, well, that's one of your favorites, yeah. so right up your yeah. alley. It's good, especially for an American style. American? That's weird. American. Not Irish. Anyways, those are our brews. Let's get some banter. Welcome to, to Bruce banter. banter. All right. On this episode, we have Champions League semifinal Ooh. first leg review. <laughs> Man, were they some good games. We have... Uh, preview of May 11th to May 15th and our top players over 30 years old. Guys our age. Yeah. It's weird. (laughs) It's weird, right? (laughs) Yeah. I know you just turned what? 34. I'm an, I'm an oldie in the soccer world. Old as fuck. Welcome to the club. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, let's get to those Champions League semifinals reviews on the ninth. We had Real Madrid against Manchester City. Oh, oh what a tasty matchup oh. this was looking to be. You picked City to win. I did. I picked a draw. I got you got it. it. You got it, man. Good One job. One in a billion, but I got it. Good job. Yeah. We had Vinny Jr. opening the scoring with some great interchanging with Eduardo Camavinga on the left. Man, how good did they look? They look fantastic. Especially, uh, you know, Camavinga, for him playing out of position, wow. Yeah. He's come out and told Ancelotti he doesn't want to play there. He's a midfielder, he says. But he's doing fantastic. Yeah, pulling an Ainsley man in the mouse. But ten times better, yeah. Ten times better. <laughs> and only 20 years old and has won every oh. trophy known to man. At this and then Vinny Jr., man. He's one of the best in that left so wing. Fun. So fun to watch. This time, in between the two of them, interchanging, drifting in the middle, Vinny Jr. smashes it past Ederson in the 36th minute. This was against the run of play, though. It was. So, just to give everyone a picture of how this first half went, it was pretty much Manchester City controlling possession, doing their little passing around the box, and Madrid looked comfortable, happy, yeah. fine with them doing that. Passive, even. They they were just patient, I would say. Yeah. Patient, yeah. waiting for their opportunity when they got the ball and they broke the lines of their press, and then they flew forward with... Yeah. The likes of a Vinny Jr., a Rodrigo, a Benzema. Yeah, they look good going for it. And they caught him. They got him. They Their did. plan worked. They did. They did. And Vinny Jr., 
one of the most exciting talents in all of Europe. At this oh, point. and with a lovely strike past Ederson, dude, a rocket. Smashed it. Probably, what, 22, 23 yards Something out? like that, yeah, right outside the 18, yeah. And then we had the leveler. Kevin De Bruyne, the ever-present magician himself. KDB. Leveled it for City with a smashing drive of his own, beating Thibaut Courtois in the 67th minute. But there was some uh, revenge revenge on that ball. Oh, the revenge. Yeah, Yeah. he has a little something against Thibaut Courtois back from those uh, then-girlfriend-stealing days. I don't know, girlfriend, wife, whatever it was, 2014, 2004. It was a long time ago. It was a while ago. But, but... I mean, I would still hold a grudge. I would, too. Yeah, I would hold it. But yeah, this one also against the run of play. And almost in the same spot. Yeah, almost. And you could tell by that celebration, it meant something to him. Oh, of course it does. You score a goal at the Bernabeu to level things up? That yeah. means something, man. It does. It does. But Carlo Ancelotti coming out after the game, he thought the ball went over the line for a throw-in during build-up play. VR reviewed it. They didn't call anything. Was it the right call? So, yeah, VAR looked at it, and obviously the ball went out. Yeah. There's there's no debate about yeah. that. The ball went out. But it, how far does VAR look on these things, man? I mean, Man City had the ball. Camavinga had won the ball and had started a new sequence of play, and he lost it. He made a bad pass into the midfield. They lost it. And then that's when Man City came back and scored. And that's what VAR came back and said, hey, it was a new sequence of play. We're going to let the goal stand. And I agree with him. Yeah, I do too. Uh, it it was tough, right? Because the ball went out of play. It, that's a but mistake a on new, the linesman. New sequence of that's events. That's a mistake on the linesman. He should have made that call, yes. But Real Madrid had a chance to clear their lines before that goal was scored. Yeah, I mean, if City got the ball and went down to score, they oh, probably would have called it back. 100%, different story. Real Madrid got the ball. End of story. Lost it. End of story. Both teams look like they didn't really want to take many risks in this game. Uh, Man City dominating possession. They really... Just looked like they were trying to create something, but if it wasn't for Antonio Rudiger, man, what oh, a game he had. He pulled out his pockets at the end of the night, pulled his car keys, his wallet, his phone, and, and early Erling. Holland. That's yeah. right, man. He was glued to Holland. He was stuck to him. I wouldn't even say his pocket. It might have been his armpit at times. <laughs> yeah, he was he was you that just close. See to the him. video of him just He was hovering. Hovering in that armpit, looking around him, but man, he was tied to him. He was. He played fantastic, dude. Edermili Tao was suspended for this game. Yeah. I don't think he starts the next game. I don't think he should either. No. That defense looked really good. It looked really good, didn't it? Yeah. They were comfortable handling. Especially after the last couple games. Emili Tao has been a liability on defense. He has, yeah. That uh, Copa del Rey final and that game against Girona. They lit in four. Yeah. Uh, So I had questions for you. Okay. Okay. First off, is it time to put Vinny Jr. in the conversation with Erling Holland and Killian Mbappe? 100%, dude. Vinicius Jr. is one of the best in the world. Yeah. He is. I mean... He's definitely one of the most exciting players. Oh, he's 100% one of the most exciting. I mean, Erling Holland's more like a, a Terminator, right? He just gets the job done, sent to do whatever he wants. Erl- Erling Holland is the Terminator, and Vinny Jr. is the magician. Yeah. You know, if you want a job done, you go to the Terminator. But if you want to watch a show, you go to Vinny Jr., man. He is fun to watch. He, you, I love watching. I know you yeah, love, I love watching him just go around fun. players. I will admit, Kyle Walker did a very good job. Yeah. Uh, it's similar to the game he had against Mbappe in the World Cup. That is a very good comparison, yeah. Um, if you watch that Copa del Rey final, that poor right back, he 
took yeah, him inside out. Oh, he time. got a torrid time. He got tore up. Yeah, he did. But he's just fun to watch, man. He is. He's so much fun. Uh, is he at this point in his career better than Neymar? Ooh, better than Neymar? Probably not quite yet. You know, Neymar. At, at what? What is he? Twenty two, twenty three. I think he's twenty three or twenty four. Okay. Is he better than Neymar was at 22 or 24? Where was Neymar right at that age? Was he at Barca yet? I think he was at Barca, yeah. So, no. Honestly, that MSN. Messi, Suarez, Neymar, man. Yeah, they're... I I won't even say arguably. That was the best attacking front in world football. I I mean, statistically, easily the best. And you have Vinny Jr. He's part of Benzema and Rodrigo. Pretty much has made that right spot. Rodrigo's spot. And that's when uh, Real Madrid had BBC. Mm -hmm. Benzema... Gareth Bale and Cristiano. So no, I don't think quite. I don't think Vinny Junior's quite there. Give him a couple years, and then yeah. and Rodrigo story. has the potential too, though. Oh, he hundred yeah. percent does. Give him a, a good young striker, maybe. I mean, uh, one Erling Holland in a couple of years. Just saying. I don't know about that. He's more of a winger. You know, he got two goals against Chelsea in the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. He got two goals against Girona. He's had a goal involvement involvement in every single Champions League game this season. But he also had the two goals against Osasuna in the Copa del Rey. So he won in the Copa del Rey, man. I mean, with his goal. So he's he's made that right right wing his spot. He has. So we'll see how the second leg goes. You know how the second leg is going to go. It's going to be Man City dominating possession. And it's how many quality chances can Real Madrid make. That and how many can Man City make? They didn't make a whole lot in that game. And Holland was, uh, Ederson had more touches than Erling Holland did. Holland was a non-factor yeah. in this yeah. in this game at the Bernabeu on the first yeah. leg. Again, credit to Rudiger. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the Derby de la Madonina. AC Milan enter Milan on the tenth of May. Man, we thought this one was going to be fun to watch and close, and it was not. It was a little close. Not quite as probably close as we thought. I said a Milan team would win it. The Milan team did, but it wasn't the one I picked. You picked the team in red, man. I picked the team in red. They were on fire. They've been doing good. I didn't realize they hadn't scored a goal against Inter all year. And you know what team is even more on fire? The team in blue. Inter Milan. You picked them. (laughs) They won. Big factor in this one, though. No, Rafael Yeah, no, Rafael this game, huge blow. He was out injured. It only took seven minutes for Inter to score. And Njeko, rolling back the years, sublime first-time volley off of a corner kick, and it was a laser into the top corner. It was, but it was an interesting one because he was, uh, Davide Calabria was marking him. Mm-hmm. And he just grappled. They were grappling, yeah. honestly. He, he just stuck his foot out and redirected it, but man. Oh, he reached crazy. around him and out-muscled him, wanted that ball more, whatever you want to say. He he got to that it's ball. That old man strength. I'm waiting for that old man strength to kick in on me, but. <laughs> but he got there before Calabria, man, and what a finish. What a beautiful what a, finish. What a finish. What a finish. Speaking of beautiful finishes, Inter doubled their lead. They did. On a counter after some, uh, I would argue, some poor defending. Yeah. Uh, Federico DeMarco made a lung-busting run down the flank, only to cross it through to a trailing Henrik Mkhitaryan. Another, was he, 34? He's 34. Is he, he's our age. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, I know. Seems like he's been around for ages. He has. Uh, also, uh, Ed and Jacko, 37, Oof. by the way. Yeah. 
experience. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, all it took was Mikatarian to get the ball, collected it, put it right over Magic Mike. That and, first touch, though, man. Oh, what a touch. He took was. out like two defenders like in that first yeah. touch. A little deep, took it across his body. Yeah. Poor tracking from Sandro Tonali, but I think it was a poor defensive effort from the entire Milan squad. It was. Like, you kind of saw Teo Hernandez try to get to him. I will say he did have an outside player that he had to yeah, mark. mark. But it was, yeah, Sandro Tonali didn't follow him. But that was a wide-open gap in the center Oh, defense. very big wide-open yeah, gap. it was huge. Like, I probably could have driven a semi-truck down. <laughs> but, yeah, two goals within 11 minutes? Yeah. Could Milan come back? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Inter were given a penalty on the 31st minute after Simon Char was judged to have tripped Lotar Martinez. Psych. VAR. <laughs> Psych. To intervene and reverse the call. This is what VAR should be about. Was it a PK for you? No. Not at all. It was the lightest contact I've ever seen. It was. And it was almost like it was a, Tamari uh, got kneed in the face. So here's here's what I'll say about that play. It was a fantastic play with Latado Martinez. Oh, he took them both out. 100%. He took both those defenders out. And you saw Simon Shark kind of put an arm out. A little, a little contact there on the chest, ribs, cage, not, whatever you want to say. Not enough. To but not enough to go down. down. No. It was more like a yeah. pat on the pat on the side pat on there. The chest. Like, hey, <laughs> good turn. It was good. It was. Yeah. Uh, Correct call. In Correct this call. game, Milan was shambolic on defense. The whole game. Milan was shambolic everywhere, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that first half, they were shambolic in defense. Did they create anything going forward? No. no not at all. It didn't help. They didn't have uh, Rafael Leao. And then mm-hmm. Benacer went out injured in that mm-hmm. first half, which definitely doesn't help them. So I'm curious. if Hopefully they're both back for the second leg to make it more interesting. God, I pray. Otherwise, it's going to be a blowout, my friends. Uh, the gap between Milan's midfield and defense was gaping all game. And it was prevalent after Benacer got hurt. Especially. Especially. There was a huge gap, and Milan made it look so easy for Inter. <laughs> the second half was a little closer. The second half, I almost feel like Inter stopped trying almost. Like it was more game management mode, yeah, it seemed I like. Think so. And, you know, AC Milan had their chances. Sandro Tonali hit the outside of the post yeah. on a nice But I mean, drive. Inter had theirs too. They had a couple, yeah. Don't get me wrong, they did. I forget how to say his name. Con. Shalanaglu? Yeah. He hit the post, which would have been an amazing goal. Oh, in the first half. Yeah. That, oh, oh man, oh. that would have been a golazo. Yeah, but I, it could have been 3-4, 5. It could have been 3-4 nail, yeah. If they kept pressing, it would have been. Because that's how bad Milan's defense was. So, with the Champions League first legs done, we got a lot to talk about, but not today. So, let's get into the English Premier League. English Premier League, let's okay. Preview. The weekend on May 13th, we have the start of the weekend with Leeds against Newcastle. Newcastle bounced back after the loss from Arsenal. Oh, Newcastle do bounce back. Yeah, Leeds defense is not good. No, Leeds, Leeds firmly sitting in 19th. I am kind of predicting them to go down. The way they're playing, I don't think Sam Allardyce could do anything to help them. And this is their schedule. They go to Man City and now Newcastle or... Yeah. Or they host Newcastle. They host but Newcastle, yeah. That Newcastle team due to scoring goals. so good going forward. Yeah, they should have scored a couple against Arsenal. They hit the post twice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they should have had at least yeah. three or four. Again, we reiterate, it should have been seven to six. It should have been something yeah. like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who are you picking? I'm picking Newcastle. Yeah, me too. I, I 
There's no way I can pick against because <laughs> duh. One way and one way only. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Aston Villa against Tottenham, which will be a feisty affair for the top European places. Tottenham sitting in sixth place. Aston Villa in eighth. I think they're only uh, three points behind Tottenham. Ooh, so a win here could time on level could. them on points. It could. I'm going to go with Aston Villa, man. Yeah. At Villa Park. Yeah. They've had a little rough couple games here. They've lost what? They're, they lost their last two. I know one was to, was it Man United and then to Wolves? Uh, yeah, Wolves was their last one. Against a, a Tottenham team that does not play well away from home. They don't, but they've been showing some superb fight back. I mean, their draw against United, that was great in the second half. Their loss to Liverpool? Their loss against Liverpool, I, that was away from home. But Anfield is much tougher to go to. They're... 1-0 went to Crystal Palace after yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to pick a draw. A draw? Okay. I'm going to pick a draw. Um, I think Aston Villa going forward right now, after watching the last two games, they don't look as hot as they were before. So I think after this game, it's going to be tight. Two games left. Villa sitting three points behind Tottenham. But if Brighton get a result on the weekend. They I don't think jump, they will. Jump above. I don't think they will, though. We'll see. We'll see. You know who they play, right? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we got Chelsea against Nottingham Forest. Chelsea scored more goals in one game than they did in the previous two months. And they're going to do it again, man. I'm going for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Nottingham Forest has been impressive lately, though. They did, They beat Southampton on their last game out. And who did they play before that? Uh, doesn't matter. They drew. Yeah. They did. Uh, no, they lost their game before that. Oh, they? Yeah. Okay. Either way, uh, Forrest have been semi-inconsistent, but they're scoring more goals now. They did go, they did go good against forward. Southampton, but again, that's a team that's bottom of the table. This is going to be a Chelsea team that are better defensively than they are going forward. Yeah. So I don't think Chelsea lose this game. Yeah, I agree. But I'm going with the draw. Okay. that's a... Because I feel like both of them are equally as good going forward but I think Chelsea is that bad going forward. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to pick a draw. Okay, I'll, I'll go Chelsea. Chelsea, the, you get a two-game winning streak here under Frank Lampard. All right, that'll be the first time in Frank Lampard's career <laughs> as a Chelsea manager. Next up, we have Crystal Palace against Bournemouth. This is a, uh, you lose this game, you're still in a fight, I guess, technically. Not really. Bournemouth mostly. Bournemouth are probably safe, man. But I think they're, we, we figured it out. Aren't they statistically safe? Three games left, nine points. Yeah, besides goal differential, so they got yeah. minus thirty. Leicester City's got minus fifteen. So I, technically, they need a point. So they're safe. City they're they're lose. pretty much safe. I don't I don't think they win this game. I think Palace do. Michael Olise, Wilfred Zaha, Richie Eze, man, they're flying high. Ray Hodgson has them going. He does, and what higher he was, surprisingly enough. Again, I think it's a good hire. I honestly think they would have got the same results under Patrick Vieira. I do too. I but that might be my Arsenal bias showing it's through. It's not my Arsenal bias, but it's more of a they fired him before the easy part. Yeah, they, they, fired him they played all those top part. teams and they had all the bottom teams mm-hmm. below them. And, yeah. I think it would have been the same results. Although, Elisa is getting a lot more playing time under Roy Hodgson. Than no, Abrici Eze is. Both of them, yeah. I will say Elise was getting a lot of playing time under Patrick Vieira. No. But uh, Abrici Eze... I think there was a falling out between him and Vieira. Something happened, nonetheless. So, you picking Palace. I'm picking Palace. I'm going to pick a draw. 
and that would make both teams safe officially. Well, Palace is already safe. Palace is already there. Bournemouth would officially be safe after this game. I think they're already safe, but I don't think they win that game. Statistically safe. I think they're already statistically safe. On and like, obviously, they're not statistically safe, but they're after this game. They're I nine say, points clear. I say they are. You think Everton or Leicester are going to win? Get nine points out of these last Especially three games. Especially not Leicester. Especially the teams not they Leicester. They have to face. Next up, we have Manchester United against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wolves have been a thorn in Manchester United's side the last couple of years. How do you see this one going? So Man United should win this game. They should. They should. And Wolverhampton. They're off a huge win against Aston Villa. Yeah, but do you remember the game before that? Yeah, I do. It's Brighton. 6-0. 6-0 yeah. thumping. Yeah. I would like to hope Wolves get something from this game, but I'm going to go Man United. But at the same time, Man United, if Marcus Rashford doesn't score, who does? Who does score? I, I don't know. It's not Val Veghorst because he can't score a fucking goal. Same it's time. not him. It looks like prime Burnley form right now. It's not Val Veghorst. It's now really Anthony. Is it Bruno? Christian Eriksen? Jaden Sanso? I don't know, man. Well, I'm going to go with United as well. I'm going to go with the Harry Maguire goal. Yeah. Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. Next that's, a, up, that's a bold prediction, that man. That's a bold fucking <laughs> prediction. But I'm still going with United to win the game, whether or not I get that one right. Okay. Yeah. Next up, Southampton against Fulham. Southampton off a tough, tough 4-3 to three loss against Nottingham Forest. Fulham. Uh, I forget who they played. But Leicester. They Leicester. Yeah. 5-3. Uh, convincing. 5-3 win. You see anything different? One way and one way only. <laughs> I agree. I, there's no way Fulham lose this game. Even if it's at St. Mary's, there's no way. Southampton are so bad. How they drew Arsenal. What was Arsenal doing in that game, man? Going to sleep. That's what happened. That's what it was. Next up, on the 14th of May. Holy crap, we're already halfway through May. Ooh. Jesus Christ. We got Brentford against West Ham. Brentford are good at home. West Ham are kind of on fire right now. This was honestly the hardest game to try to pick a winner. Yeah. It was. It was. Brentford, like you said, good at home. West Ham coming off a window win against Manchester United. United. Yeah. I am going to go with a draw. I'm going to take the easy way out, man. All right. All right. I'm going to go with the home team because they're that good at home. I think Brentford get a win. It's going to be narrow, but I think they get one. Kick around the boys, Mr. Ivan Tony, huh? Yeah, I think he pads on his stats. That's for sure. He's had a fantastic season, man. He's over 20 goals for the season. I mean, on a Brentford team. Brentford, who's sitting in what? Ninth place? That's fantastic. Yeah. And I think if he doesn't make team of the season, travesty. It's going to be tough to get him on the team of the season. <laughs> he won't make team of the season. With the I'll team he's on, with the team he's on, I think he should. <laughs> but there's a certain robot in this place. Like two strikers. And he's had a better season than Harry Kane. Uh, Statistically, maybe not. But with the way Brentford, no, Brentford should Kane, be on their ceiling versus Tottenham's, should be taken into consideration. I got to go with Harry Kane. All right. Well, we'll agree to disagree. We'll okay. find out when we come out with our team of the season at the end of the season. You're not going to put two forwards in your team of the season. I might. You I'll won't, say, though. I might put less <laughs> midfielders and defenders. We'll see. 
Defenders have been real sketchy lately. Can't put two defenders back there. Yeah, I might I might pull a pet and go with three, five up front. <laughs> Next up, we have Everton against Manchester City. This one for Everton has huge implications. For City, I, I almost want to say equally as big. City have to win. I mean, to solidify their title. Yeah. I'm going with an Everton. This is bold. Going with Everton draw. I mean, after seeing them win five to one over a flying Brighton team away from home, they're much better at home. And here's why. Here's why I tell you they they get a draw. So yeah, like you just said, they're flying high. Just kick the shit out of Brighton. <laughs> and they're gonna rely on that against Man City. Because it's gonna be Brighton probably times two. So Man City's gonna have possession, they're gonna dominate, and Everton's gonna look to counter. But I think Man City rotate heavily for this game. I agree. They are gonna be looking forward to Real Madrid coming midweek, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see at least seven changes. I, I think maybe five or six, but... You're going to see some changes. There will be a lot, yeah. And I think that might play a part in it, and that's why I think Everton can nick a draw here. Okay. As much as I want to agree with you, I think high flying. You City. hope you're agreeing with me. I hope. I hope. It's one of those, I hope you're right, but I'm going with City. There's Juggernaut. City's the same bet. is still you know? better than everybody else. They're so good. They're very good. Yes. I just... I, I think the changes, the way Everton played their last game against Brighton, I hope they get that. Hope and pray. Yeah, I pray that you're right and that it's not the first time. <laughs> Next up, we have the big game of the weekend. We got Arsenal against Brighton. Brighton fresh off a 5-1 thumping by Everton. Arsenal off a huge, I can't emphasize how much, huge win against Newcastle. Everyone called that title race dead in the water after that game. It is not. It is live and well. Arsenal are looking back to their best. Martin Odegaard is on fire. But Brighton looked real good. Not last game they didn't, but yes, before that, they've looked. I mean, they, they outscored their opponents in the last two games, 7-5. to five, So They're hit or miss, though. I know. Like, I mean, you saw them lose to Forest. They go and beat Manchester United. And they lose to Everton. Which Brighton team are you going to get? And they beat Wolves. And they beat Wolves, yep. Mm. But Arsenal, man, they're they're flying high. They beat Chelsea. They beat Newcastle. They had their little dip in form, those draws, and the loss to Man City. They got to win out. Every game is a final. And they, exactly. So every game is a final for them. They're playing at the Emirates. I think Arsenal get the result. I'm going on Arsenal win. Arsenal away from home and Arsenal at the Emirates. I don't want to say they're two different teams because Arsenal has the most road wins. This Honestly, year. they're better away from home than at yeah. the Emirates. Yeah. They're uh, more likely to keep a clean sheet away from home than at the Emirates. But Jakob Kivior, man, he has surprised me. He has been twice the player Rob Holding has been. You know what's great about Jakob Kivior is you don't notice him, which is fantastic for a defender because mm-hmm. he's not making mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's not doing anything special. He's doing his job, but he's not making mistakes. That's also what William Saliba has done all season. I will say William Saliba had done a little bit more going forward. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean we, we haven't seen enough. goal. We haven't seen Kivior enough, spectacular, though. But... We saw him once in a Europa League. Yeah. And then now twice in the league. And now he's comfortable, though. Which is good, because, again, if he can just do his job, do it quietly, not be noticed, 
where he makes mistakes because that seems to be Arsenal's Achilles heel as defenders making mistakes. mistakes. Yeah, they they are their own Achilles heel. I'm looking at you, Zinchenko, man. You've made some mistakes here defensively and have cost some goals. I'm going to drink that. <laughs> I mean, we saw it against Liverpool, man. Um, that Chelsea goal, that was Zinchenko. So as good as he is going forward, he is prone to those defensive mistakes that cost goals. Yeah. And those defensive mistakes cause Gabrielle to make rash decisions, which, again, you are right. Which highlights Gabrielle trying to rescue his team. It is. He's he's much. definitely trying to, again, he has to get Arsenal out of a sticky situation, yeah. and he is prone to a rash challenge or something like that. Again, can cost you like it did against West Ham. Yeah, yeah. which explains also why Granit Xhaka is such an important part of that team. And then, honestly, it's Thomas Partey, man. He needs to raise his levels right now. End of the season, it's go time, and he's not been playing well. Yeah, you got Jorginho. Jorginho has played playing very well. He's been playing much better than <laughs> Thomas Partey. You're right. So it's a good backup to have. Good second option. Anyways, who you picking? I'm picking Arsenal. Yeah, me too. I can't pick against the Gunners. I mean, yeah. And underneath this badge, there is another badge. So, <laughs> won't go against my heart. And I think Arsenal went out the rest of the season. They have to. They have to. All right, on the 15th, we have Leicester City at home against Liverpool at the King Power. Does Leicester City have any hope in stopping a violent Liverpool offense? So, it's a violent Liverpool offense. They're not the best away from home. Having said that, this Leicester team concedes goals for fun. They just let five against Fulham. But they're scoring more goals. They're scoring more goals. You're Liverpool's not wrong. defense has been suspect this season. You expect this Leicester team to outscore a Liverpool team, though, with Mo Salah on the other end? No, but I'm just trying to play the role of antagonist here. <laughs> I'm um, going Liverpool, man. Yeah, me too. Uh, I just, yeah, I can try as much as I want, but there's no way I would ever convince anybody that Liverpool is not going to win this game. I know we looked at Leicester City's schedule here coming up, and honestly, they look doomed. Yeah. Which is sad. I hate to see them go. It would be probably, what, the first team that won a title within 10 years to get relegated. I have no idea. Besides I'd maybe, have to look at that stat. maybe Nottingham Forest. <laughs> or Newcastle, I guess. In the Premier League era. I don't think Newcastle. I mean, they got relegated. They got relegated. I don't think they they won a title. They have won a title. When? Uh, 91, I think. Anyways. Anyways, let's move on to La Liga. Targo. La Liga on the 14th, man. We got Elche versus Atletico Madrid. Atletico, man, they got one of the best players in the world right now. Antoine Griezmann. So good. He's so good. He's so good. So does the Atletico train stop, or does it keep on rolling? It keeps rolling. Elche I agree. Not doing hot. They're they're in last place. <laughs> yeah, I had to scroll down to see that. So this is second versus twentieth. Yeah, uh, they stay ahead of Real Madrid after this one. I think so too. So moving on, we got on the fourteenth as well. Espanol against Barcelona. And with a win, Barca clinched La Liga title. Yep. I think they do. do. Yeah, 100%. And I think, I'm going to predict it now, Tristagan gets the La Liga record for most clean sheets in a season. Ooh, against Espanol. Yeah. 
And Espanol aren't doing terrible. No, they're doing absolutely, they're absolutely terrible. terrible. Yeah. They're not doing they're just doing terrible. They're doing they're absolutely, absolutely terrible. terrible. And Barcelona, I mean, I go this I don't want to go one nil. I am gonna go like this three, is a Sarby match. Five nil. Okay. Yeah. Well before the fourteenth, on the thirteenth. Okay. My mom's birthday, FYI. Happy birthday, Mama. Yeah. We have Real Sociedad against Girona. Ooh. Girona Girona coming. Flying high, man. Coming off that loss in the Copa del Rey, the Real Madrid. Yeah. Or no, that's Osasuna. My bad. (laughs) Sorry. But Girona have won their last three games, four out of five. And they're looking hot. They are, dude. They're all the way up to seventh. What's that for? His name Castellanos. Yeah. From New York City. New York City FC. Uh, and be a hot prospect for the summer. He is. He just scored four mil. against Real Madrid. Mill, that's a steal. I'm still. I'm going to go Sociedad, man. Yeah, I'm going to go draw. Both teams are. Oh, one team is hot. The other one's kind of hot. Yeah. Uh, I just. I, I just Girona's got too much going forward. So Sociedad can't score enough. I think a draw. It's a draw. Okay. Proper result. So we also have on the 13th Real Madrid against Getafe. Yeah. Getafe, Getafe terrible. Yeah, 18th place. Yeah. Real Madrid. Relocation zone. They need some goals and some confidence going into playing Manchester City. I I agree, but I also think they rest some players. 100%. But like, I, I think they score a lot of goals. Like, I don't think you'll see a Luka Modric. No. Tony Kroos. You'll see a Tushimeni in midfield with Valverde. Uh, almost, probably a Camavinga in midfield. I almost want to say maybe no Benzema. Maybe. Would you rest Vinny? No. Okay. Keep it hot for him. He's young. He can run. He gets fouled a lot, though. Rodrigo and Vinny. You probably play Vinny for the first half and then take him out, put Ben's 60 minutes, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go Madrid, though. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Madrid at the Bernabeu. Hard to bet against him. You can't can't bet bet against against him, yeah. Especially against a 18th place Hitafe. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. So that's what I got for La Liga. What do we got going in the Bundesliga? Bundesliga. Right. In the tight race, man. It's it's looking fun. It's looking fun. On the 13th, we have Union Berlin against Freiburg. Freiburg has had a rough ton, like, bunch of matches. I think they played, what, Bayern Munich, Leipzig, now Union Berlin. Union Berlin's at home, man. I'm going with a draw. Yeah? They're, I mean, this is this is fourth versus fifth. It is, which is surprising. because They're both tied like, on it points. It feels like a week ago we were like, Union Berlin, they're two points out of second place. Well, now lost. they're in fourth. Loss and a draw will do that. <laughs> and then RB Leipzig wins. Winning. Twice. Instead of a loss and a draw, they got two wins. Five, yeah. Five point gap. Close. So I'm going to draw. All right. I'm going to go with Union Berlin because Freiburg have been shit lately. <laughs> they, I yeah. mean, they're, they're They lost their last game, they but. Did, they have. But against big teams or teams that are higher than them in the they table. They beat Bayern in the DFB, DFB Pokal. And they did. They did, but it's a cup game, and Byron probably didn't take that very seriously. So, I'm going to go with an Union Berlin win. Okay, I'm going to draw. All right, next up we have Bayern Munich against Schalke. Schalke sitting in 15th. Bayern Munich, top of the table, one point against Borussia Dortmund. They need a win. I think they do. Schalke are what? What place? Yeah, they're... 15th. 15th. So right above the relegation zone. But they've won three of their last five. I do hope they stay above that relegation, Schalke. Oh, damn. I also hope Stuttgart do. Yeah. Mm. Having been 
to Stuttgart. I do want them to stay in, man. I took a train through Stuttgart. <laughs> Looks like a pretty cool city. Yeah. Didn't get out of the train, but <laughs> but yeah, I'm going with. Uh, have you been to also Munich? Yeah, I'm going with Bayern. Bayern at home, I can't go against them. They're going to win this one, and Thomas Tuchel is finally going to get a run of form. From he needs it, dude. Yeah. He needs it. Next up, we got Borussia Dortmund against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach have only won two of their last five games. It's an intense and place. Dortmund are fresh off scoring six goals in one game. Where Everything went their way. I'm going with Dortmund, man. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I'm going to go the same way. I just want this to be a fun Bundesliga title race. Yeah. I do hope, honestly, Dortmund pip Bayern. I hope so, too. But it's I'm going to stick with my prediction. You got to stick with it. Yeah, you got to stick with it. And I don't think anyone pips Bayern for the title, which would save Thomas Tuchel's job. It's on, I, No, I think he stays. If they don't get the title, I think he gets canned. I think he stays. I think he gets canned. It's the way of the Dortmund... Hierarchy. The Bayern hierarchy? Yeah, that, well, yeah. Then Bayern would hire Dortmund's coach. Because that's the way of <laughs> oh, the yeah. Dortmund hierarchy. <laughs> so when Dortmund win the title, <laughs> Tuchel gets fired to yep. hire Dortmund. Okay. 100%. Yep. Yeah. And I don't even know who their coach is anymore. I can't is remember his Favre? name. Is it? I don't know. Anyways, let us know, guys. Please correct us. On the 14th, we got Stuttgart against Bayer Leverkusen. You want Stuttgart to stay I up. do. Bayer Leverkusen desperately need a win to jump up into the Europa League or Champions League places. I hope Stuttgart get a draw, if I'm being honest. Okay. I kind of want to change my answer. Yeah. I'm going to go with draw. All right. I'm going to go with Bayer Leverkusen win because they're on fire right now. They are. Stuttgart played so well against Borussia Dortmund, though, when they got that draw with a man down. They're fighting. Oh, come on, Stuttgart. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's going to happen at all. I don't think it's going to happen either, but I'm hoping. Props to you, man. I'm hoping. Props to you. I'm going bold. Yeah, well, good. Good luck. I'm going bold. (laughs) Uh, Bayer Leverkusen are on fire, and they are so fun to watch. I know they're my hot team, huh? Speaking of your hot teams, let's go to my hot team. RB Leipzig against Werder Bremen. Uh. Could you expect me to pick anything but the same thing? <laughs> Leipzig, let me guess. Uh, Werder Bremen are no slouches, but yeah, I'm going to give it to Leipzig. Yeah. Uh, Werder Bremen aren't any slouches, but they're still in 12th place. They are. RB Leipzig finally in third place, where they belong. I'm going to go with. I feel like they've been horribly inconsistent, they Leipzig. They've been so inconsistent. Oh, my God. It's like win, 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 lose. Win, win, lose. And lose against teams that they shouldn't lose against. But I'm still thinking they're going to win. This I one. do they're think they're going to win, yeah. They're at home. They're doing well. All right. Let's switch gears. Let's go to the Serie A. Serie A, where things are heating up for heating the Champions League. up. Let's go to the 12th of May. We got Lazio against Lecce. 16th against third. Lecce desperately need, or not Lecce. Well, they desperately need points to get out of the, stay out of the relegation zone, but Lazio desperately need points to get back into second place. They do. Yeah. I think Lazio will get the job done. I do too. They're at home. I don't see any way they don't win this game. Um, Lecce sitting firmly in 16th, not doing hot. They lost three of the last five. One win in the last five. On the 13th, we got Spezia against a trembling, if not uh, rolling over in the grave, 
AC Milan. Rolling over. They have not been hot lately. Only two wins in the last five and fresh off a thumping in the Champions League. I wouldn't call it a thumping, but yes, they're coming off that that loss to Inter. But they're playing Spezia. Spezia is in 18th place. (laughs) No wins. I think it continues. <laughs> I almost, I don't want to say a draw because I think Milan rotate heavily as yeah, well. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, mm, this goes against my better instinct. Get a little heartburn here. Mm. I think Milan get the get the win. All right, well, I'm going to go with my better instinct. I think Milan are going to win. So okay. <laughs> Next up, we got Inter fresh off their thumping of AC Milan. More of AC Milan didn't look very good, but either way, they play Sassuolo, who have been. Uh, Hit or Up, miss. <laughs> hit or miss, and more of a upset kind of team this season. Kind of, right? Yeah. I remember I got you on that one. You paper. did against Juventus. Told you. Yeah. Told and then me. you tried to do the opposite yeah, when they I were got, I got waxed. I got Who were they playing? I, I think it was it Inter? Was Inter or Lazio. But yeah, I got waxed. <sighs> Clinical. I got waxed. Clinical. Yeah. <laughs> I think Inter get the win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm not going to go so swallow again. Uh, Inter look really <laughs> I burned them for you. Huh? Yeah, Inter look hot right now. They look so good. They're hitting form. Perfect. They time. are. Uh, I believe I saw it with their XG right now. Stat wise, they are the fifth best team in all of Europe, behind Manchester City, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, and Barcelona. I do like when they don't have the sponsors on their jersey. No, they classic and it's just the classic the black kit. and blue the black and blue classic kit maybe they should just put a backstreet voice <laughs> throwback anyways shows you how old we are he wanted that on the yeah. 14th we got monza against napoli napoli fresh off celebrating winning the scudetto anything change no man they get they're in no champions league no nothing might as well play their best players get yeah. add some victor osim yeah. monza, monza are in good form they've won Three of the last five, they haven't lost any of those games. They have not. And uh, Napoli seem to be coasting because they've only won two of the last Well, they've five. already won the title. So, yeah, I, I'll give it to Napoli just because. Pat, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my answer. Going to go draw? I'm going to go draw. Yeah. yeah. I think Napoli are coasting. They've won the title. And we all know what happens after you win. I wouldn't be surprised if you got that one right. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I just think it's what's, what's bound to happen. I, I can't, I can't see past it. I'll be honest with you. And Napoli, I want them to win so bad. I want them to run away with the title, but. Well, they already have, but we'll move on to the next one. I meant, I meant more runaway. More runaway. Yeah. Bologna against Bologna against AS Roma. Bologna at home. And as we've known all season, they're no slouches. Not at all. Roma away from home, not great. Not the best. <laughs> but they desperately need a win. They only have one in their last five, sitting all the way down in seventh. I feel like it they, was like two weeks ago they were in fourth. Well, that's City Odd, dude. Yeah. That is City Odd right now from second to eighth or ninth. I guess seventh, realistically. Yeah. I mean, Fiorentina's not that far back. But, but yeah, they got to get a win. I'm going to go Roma. They got to get a win, man. I am too. Jose Mourinho. He, they have he to is get, a special one for a reason. I'm rolling my Europe. eyes right now because I said he's a special one for a reason, but he is. They have to get into Europe. They have to get into Europe. Uh, Roma not getting into Europe would be a travesty. I'm not going to lie. 
Last but not least, we got Juventus against Cremonese. Does Memo Ochoa pull up a heroic effort again, or does Juventus just pummel on the pressure? I thought he played for Salernitana. Well, you're right. I just wanted to mention Memo Ochoa. (laughs) I think Juve win against Cremonese. Cremonese is in 19th. Juve is in 2nd. They beat Roma, right? For their, yes, that was their first win. Their since, first win. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see that happening. They were at home. Yeah, no. I don't either. Uh, Juventus, they firmly have a driver's seat in second place. So 15 points will do you again. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Next season, that's going to be rough. I'm curious. So they're at 66 points. What's 66 minus 15? 51. Yeah, they'd be in eighth. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Anyways, moving on. Moving on. We got some news. News, 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 news. 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 Premier League released two released VAR audio on TV for the first time starting on the 15th of May. That's pretty exciting. Have damn time. Yeah. Uh, I've been waiting for it all season, and they're going to release even the games they fudged up. Uh, apparently fans will get the chance to hear VAR discussions in the Premier League for the first time as part of a TV pilot led by Howard Webb. All right, the guy in charge. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, appointed in the role in December, but, man, has he done a good job in canning people that don't do a good job. Good. So the first stage of this whole broadcast will be to acknowledge the major errors when they occur, such as uh, Brentford's equalizer against Arsenal, which I'm going to say right now, Arsenal will be in first place. If it hadn't happened... Click on the table. Let me see. They'd have two more points. First place. They would be. Yeah. Uh, and I'll then be, Man City has a game in hand. Yeah. But and yes. then the failure to award a penalty for Brighton at Tottenham Hotspur. Foul against Matoma. Put Brighton above Tottenham. Also, what about that one against Crystal Palace? I, I wasn't a part of the article or the report, but I think that should be a thing. That was a terrible one, yeah. It was terrible. Uh, so they're terrible. working towards... Terrible! <laughs> Thank you, Charles Barkley. Uh, they're working towards releasing the VAR audio. <laughs> this FIFA finally permitted them to do so. Uh, Going to be things like the MLS does. Uh, which is fantastic, by the way. They're going to release it the Monday after the fixtures happen, not during. So I guess thoughts. my only thought is, so when they make these bad calls, now we can really harp on these referees by the stupid shit they say? Yep, 100%. And we see how incompetent the VAR referees are. And I still stand by my thought of they should have former players in the VAR booth, not referees. I just, yeah, dude, when you draw lines in the wrong place, when it's an obvious foul that's not given, yeah. like, how, how Former do you get... players know what goes on on the field. How are they going to defend this? No. So what's the defense for drawing the line in a wrong place yeah. for that arsenal Brentford goal? a wrong camera view. A wrong camera view against yeah. the Crystal Palace. Like, what's their defense against that? How do you, like, what's the audio going to be? Oh, shit. I missed that. Like, that's what it's going to be. Now we can point the finger at someone. I'm fascinated to hear what it's going to be, and I'm very excited to watch the first one on the 15th. That'll be good. That'll be good. Let's switch gears. This one's going to be fun. This is going to be fun, guys. 
We're going to go with our top players over 30 years old, and I'm not including myself in this one. So, um, number 270. I was going to go with 582, but that, that works. Give me 200, man. Me some credit. <laughs> uh, let's go with our top players over 30. We're only going to do 10 of them. I'm sorry, guys. We could have picked with a lot more. Oh, there are so many more. So many. Uh, Targo, let's go back and forth from 10. Okay. You go first. So my number 10 is Neymar. Ooh. I noticed you didn't have him in your top 10. I was going to mention that. Spoiler. Yeah. But dude, he's 31. Yeah. He only had 20 appearances this year because he's hurt. He's hurt. He's injured. But he still double digits for goals and assists. Well, when your front three is Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar. It's kind of hard not I'm to get just, 13 goals and 11 assists saying, in a Farmers League. I'm just saying, I'm looking at some of your players on your list, and I'm thinking, oh, I, yeah, Neymar, double digits and goals and assists. Fair. So he's my number 10. Okay. He has 13 goals, 11 assists, and is out for the rest of the season. Yeah, only 20 appearances out of probably a possible, what, 50? But and look at that, though. He's at 37, so. So, okay, 24 goal contributions and 20, 20 appearances. Games. That's fantastic. Pretty good. Okay, here you are. That's fantastic. My number 10, Thibaut Courtois. That low? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's had his gaffes this season. He's also only 30. He is only 30. Yeah. yeah. He's got 26 appearances, 24 goals against, and only nine clean sheets. He's in the Champions League semifinal. Yeah, but that's not because of him. Well, a couple of games, maybe. But most of it, not because of him. Number nine. My number nine. Luka Modric. How is he that low? He's 37. Low, low, low. He's 37. He's got 28 appearances. He's got four goals, three assists. It's not what he contributes to goals. It's what he It is what he does off the ball. Off the ball. His passes, his before the goals. I just look at my list, man, and I think there are players who do it better. I don't think so. Luka Modric, one of the best players in the world, and he's 37. Just saying. Okay. My number nine, Sadio Mane. I don't know how you have him even on your list. Because he's amazing. What has he done this year? Nothing, because he sits on the bench. Zero. Zero. He is amazing. He has I love him. Nothing. I love him so much. And this <laughs> is a personal pick, not he a He has done nothing. I love him. Like I, like I wish you had your stats by there because it'd be a big goose egg. No, it's not. He scored a couple of goals, had a couple of assists. He's been hurt. So I, I guess I'll preface. I did base my list mainly off this year what they did in the league. Yeah, I've been going off of the last maybe five years. Yeah, if you do five years, then your number one is definitely off. Yeah, I know. But for Sadio Mane, it's. If you do the five, sorry, not five, maybe last year. Because he's only thirty-one, so I guess you can only judge off two years. years. Two years, two years. He had a fantastic season at Liverpool, Liverpool. yeah, yeah. But this year, yeah, that's fine. I'm going off this year. Sadio Mane, not on my list. All right, my number eight, Thibaut Courtois. Yeah. So he's not too much above yours, no. But I feel like he deserves the respect, being the best goalkeeper in the world. No, he was. He was. You put him on your team for best goalkeeper in the world. He was. Yes. He was. is. He, he is the best goalkeeper he in was. the world. Was the best keeper. Goalkeeper. And so he's my number eight. Don't get me wrong. His stats don't show it this year. He was the last 
best goalkeeper. Ever. In 2022, he was the best goalkeeper in the world. Well, that's last year. He was still. We're almost halfway through this year. Well, that was still this season. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's my number eight, Thibaut Courtois. Okay. My number eight, Kareem Benzema. You're smoking crack, dude. He's number eight? Yep. How is he number eight? 21 appearances, 17 goals, three assists. Uh, it's because of the fact that he, uh, doesn't show up to half the games and scores hat tricks all the fucking So in 21 appearances, he has 20 goal contributions and he's number eight. And he has almost as many hat tricks as Erling Holland. And he's number eight? Because, because he doesn't score every game, but when he scores, he scores a lot. He's lazy as shit. You're on always in the right. Right place. He's number eight. It's only because of the players above him and how highly I rate them. So. No. Yes. No. Number seven. Number seven. My number seven is Casemiro. Yeah. Guy's been a revolution since he showed up to Man United. I I love the way he plays. So he's 31 years old. 24 appearances. Yeah. He's got... I mean, the numbers for goals. He's a defensive midfielder. You don't need to mention Yeah, he's got two goals, three assists. He's so good, though. But what he has done for Man United is basically transformed them. They would suck. Where would they be without Casemiro? That should be a whole conversation Uh, right there. Probably below Aston Villa. I was going to say right below Brighton, but somewhere around there. They wouldn't be in a Champions League spot without Casemiro, I don't think. 100%. I mean, we've seen he's gotten so many red cards this season. More Weird. than his entire career. And, I think it's and you see how Man United plays without him in that yeah. midfield. Run through. But, okay, so that's my number seven. Let's hear yours. Luka Modric. Can't yeah. believe you have Luka Modric above Benzema. Yeah. Uh, it's more because of what he does on the ball. He I reminds can't... me of a smaller, tinier Andrea Pirlo. He dictates everything that Real Madrid does when he plays. And he is that offensively and defensively. It's not stats that Luka Modric No, does, don't get me wrong. It's not stats with him. he still led a Croatia team way further than they should have gone in the last World Cup. Krim Benzema didn't even play because he didn't want to play for France. He got injured. He could have came back. He, he got said, injured, I'm going man. home. The coach wouldn't let him. I don't blame Didier Deschamps. He's got an ego that spans the entire Bernabeu. Anyways, Luka Modric, my number seven. Okay, so number six. My number six. So I'm guessing your other goalkeeper you rank mm-hmm. very highly. Mark Andre Ter Sagan. The best goalkeeper in the world. Because he's ranked above your other one. He is. You said is the best goalkeeper. He was Weird. voted the best goalkeeper. Weird. Or I guess in the team of the season, whatever yeah, it is. he was for last season. Ter Sagan. last season with this season. This man is above all goalkeepers. This season, that's why I have him above him, because he's been fantastic. Marc-Andre Ter Stegen, he is 31 years old. He's got 33 appearances, only 10 goals conceded. Man, that's he's ridiculous. almost got as many clean sheets as he is years old. He, is, he has 25 <laughs> clean sheets, not quite. It's insane. 25 clean sheets, but 10 goals conceded. That's what gets me, man. If you look on paper at that Barcelona defense, there's no way in hell that he should have 20. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Why he's the best goalkeeper in the world. He has been fantastic this season, yes. I, I don't doubt that. My number six is Robert Lewandowski. 
Again, can't believe you have him that low. I know. He's 34 years old. 29 appearances, 19 goals, 6 assists. It's more because he's dropped down a couple gears in the last season. He's not the man he was at Bayern Munich. So, okay, he's played 24 games. He's got 24 goal contributions. 20, 29 with 24. But, yes. 29 appearances, sorry. Yes. 29 appearances, yes. 24. It's even better. Yeah. That's still really good. It is really good. It is really good. If you saw Gabriel Jesus with those numbers, you'd be saying, best player in the Premier League. No. Next to Erling Holland. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But... It's Robert Lewandowski is not the same player he was it a is, year ago. It so. no, it's, it's again he went from Bayern Munich to Barcelona, Barcelona, which with the players on the field should be around the same, but he's not. They're still in first place. They are winning La Liga. They are, but I think that's more because of the pitfalls of the teams below them than Barcelona themselves. I think it's honestly their defense. Barcelona's yeah, defense. It's, it's Mark Andre Tristegen. I think it's their defense, yeah. That's why he's higher than Robert Lewandowski in my rankings. Okay. Next up, number five. My number five, Antoine Griezmann. Yeah, I'm surprised you have him that low with how highly you spoke of him this season. It's only after the World Cup. Pre-World care. Cup. That's half a year. Pre-World half Cup. Half a year. He was not flying like he is now. They got that new contract where he can play more than a half an hour. And it came. But yeah, Antoine Griezmann, man, he's got 32. Uh, he's 32 years old. He's had 33 appearances. He's got 13 goals and 12 assists. Yeah. He's on and fire. I would go with mo- majority of those have been in the last three months. So honestly, if this was since the World Cup. Yeah. You'd probably go more with my rankings than yours. Probably. Like, honestly, out of all the players in the world since the World Cup, he's probably number three. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He's probably number but, three in the but world. But my top three are probably those three minus Erling Holland. Okay. So the top four minus Erling Holland. So okay, so let's hear your number five. Mark Andre Tristegen killed the it. Man yeah. is on fire. He's the best goalie in the world. He's only thirty-one. He's got like five years ahead of him. I'm not gonna say he's gonna get better, but he ain't gonna get worse. So I want to argue with you, but I I can't. Yeah. Because I feel like he should have been <laughs> Germany's number one for, uh-huh. honestly, the past three, four years. I, I wouldn't go that far, but at least the last two. I would say the at, past three, four. At least the last World Cup. I have been high on Mark andre Tersagen for a while. I have been, Over too, Manuel Neuer. It's more of the way that Manuel Neuer plays and fits into the system that Germany plays. It's more, honestly, the guy has, it's almost the politics of it. No, yeah, well, I mean, that's all... <laughs> I mean, we have a full episode on politics of national teams. I'm just saying, but it's almost like the politics of it—the the little foothold he had. Unless unless he's injured, he's going to start. And I feel like, like literally, almost any other national team, Terstagen Ter starts. No, literally every national team, he starts. Besides maybe Belgium, because they have politics Kurt- towards Courtois. But yeah, okay. So that's your number five. Yep. My number four. Kareem Benzema. Yeah. I mean, I I honestly, I don't blame you for putting him that high. But I just, I couldn't because of the way he acted around the World Cup. France would have won the World Cup if he played. I love King Giroud, King Oli, but 
it, it's not the. I don't com- think it would have, man. It's not the comparison that Benzema makes, where he's a fucking F one and Giroud is a go kart. That's a fucking awful comparison. No, no, it's no, 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 no. It's his ego that killed him. He, well, for one, it was the Shams, man. He didn't want him back. And second, he was coming back from a long term injury. It's, and you think he would have made ego. a difference playing on that ego. field? The it's way ego. Argentina played in that first half? No. Argentina dominated that game for 70 minutes. Yeah. So, no. I, I, I'm I not saying with you. Argentina wouldn't have won. I think he would have made a difference. Maybe. But again, with him coming off an injury, not being no. game fit. It's again, the reason Deshaun didn't let him back is his ego. That's it. Um, Could have been on the bench. Uh, no. Like a super sub. No, 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 no. I, Does I just, it all the time for Real Madrid. I, I disagree with you. I don't think he makes much of a difference. Mbappe was the guy for France, he not was. Benzema. He was, but Benzema would have been a better hold-up forward than Giroud is for Mbappe, the way that Mbappe runs. I screwed you there, too. You see all the saves that were made from Mbappe's shots? Benzema would have been there to finish every single one. I don't think so, man. Anyways. I don't think so. Moving on. Number four, I have Casemiro. Only because of the way he has revolutionized Manchester He has revolutionized them, 100%. 100%. The way he did that for Real Madrid and then did it for Manchester United. If Manchester United doesn't have Casemiro, they are half the team. Is he top three summer signings? Uh, I would say probably. I got to go look back on the fee they paid compared to the difference he's made. There's been a lot of very good signings this season, and the fact that Holland was signed. Obviously, Holland's now. number one. Yeah. Uh, but there's been quite a few really Maybe good signings. Maybe a for $10 million? I mean, come on. It's a no-brainer. He might be the best well, I'll one give it money. How about this? Top three in the Premier League. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Okay. All right. So off to number three. Yeah. Number two. We're on oh, number three. Number three. Robert Lewandowski. Guy's 34 years old. He's a stud. He has 29 appearances, 19 goals, 6 assists. I'll be honest with you. I could have switched my number 4 through, or my number 8 through number 4, interchanged them, and it would have been the same. Yeah, dude, I don't know how you didn't get Robert Lewandowski up there, man. It could have been, any of them could have been number 4, any of them could have been number 5, number 6, number 7, or number 8. I just I had such a hard time picking. It, it was difficult. Yep. So, but yeah, guys, I mean, he's a goal scorer. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah. Scores goals. Yeah. Doesn't matter where he's at. And the amount of muscle he's put on since he turned thirty is insane. Just saying. I know. I need that. Some. I need some of that muscle, Robert. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the German beer. Honestly. We well, he's in Spain now, so it's we the, haven't drank enough. It's the paella now in Germany yeah, or well, not he in, had in the, Spain. He had the muscle when he left Germany. So I think it's a German beer. So we got to drink more of that. That's that's the key. That's the key. key German guys. beer. German that's beer. The key. All right. More protein in it. So um, let's hear your number three. My number three is Antoine Griezmann. I think he's. I think he's been on a tear mostly after Mbappe got named captain of France. I think that's his trigger. He's been pissed off. The like you said, the contract signing where he doesn't have to play less than thirty minutes a game that affected all his stats this season. The beginning, yeah. But he's been so good all season, even with coming on as a sub. When his team needed him, he's been there. But since he signed that contract, I I think he's been in the top five players in the world, let alone over 30. 
Since the World Cup. Yeah. Since he signed the contract. I'll give you since the World Cup, yeah. Since he signed the contract. When, I don't know when he signed the contract. I think it was after the World Cup, but yes. So since he since he got back from the World Cup, yes. Yeah. But previous World Cup. You can only do so much playing less than 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, 100%. Don't get me wrong. And, like, I I agree. He's been fantastic. I do think you have a couple spaces too high. But I, I agree he's been fantastic. Okay. Number two. My number two is Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. And I'm going to have a conversation with you after you name your number one. Okay. You have the league stats on there. Not all competitions, by the way. I do. League. Yes. I'm going off the league. There is there. All competition stats. Yes, but even your all competition stats I is know. off. I just wanted you to, if you're going to yes. say the stats. So this stats. is for the Premier League. He has 30 appearances, 7 goals, 16 assists. Mm-hmm. Pretty so, f- effing good. Yeah, 19 goal contributions and 30 appearances. Mm-hmm. I won't disagree. He's probably the best midfielder in the world. He showed it against Real Madrid. He showed it against I'm Arsenal. Gonna, I'm going to quote the king. Okay. King. Quote him. Thierry Henry, Kevin De Bruyne is a magician and the most inventive midfielder in the history of the world. Okay. I still think there's a player better than him. Okay. I, I'm just stating what Thierry Henry said. I didn't say he was the best or second best, any of that. He's not my second, but yeah. Let me hear your second. Lionel Messi, 35 years old. 37 appearances, 20 goals, 19 assists in all competitions. In the league, he has 15 goals and 15 assists. Okay. And 28 appearances. Um, it's messy. It's the what we've known from him for the longest time. But I think with the addition of Erling Holland, Kevin De Bruyne has upped his game two or three levels. And the way that the way that Pep Guardiola has let him go free to do whatever he wants on the field has turned him into a completely different player, and he has supremely impressed me this season, which is the only reason why I have him ranked above Lionel Messi. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. So your number two is my number one, Lionel yeah, Messi. We, we just interchanged. It's fine. And so here's why I will tell you you're wrong. <laughs> First off, you're a coach of a team, and you have a player. Yeah. And I will tell you, hey – you have these two players at the end of the season. One will get you seven goals and 16 assists. The other will get you 15 goals and 15 assists. Which one are you picking? You're right. I will probably Which pick one 15 you goals and 15 assists. Yes. He has more goal contributions yes. and less appearances. Yes. He has 28 appearances in Ligue 1, and he's got 15 goals and 15 assists. Duh. He is the best pick. Duh. In Ligue 1. It doesn't matter. If the I, Premier if, League. If you're a coach and I the tell Premier you. Premier League is three times the league that Ligue 1 is. But, no, dude. So, yes. Lionel Messi is having to do this by himself. KDB is feeding Erling Holland. Yeah. Imagine Lionel Messi is feeding Kylian Mbappe and Neymar. Neymar's been hurt for. But still Mbappe. I'm just saying, man, if you look at their stats, it's Lionel Messi. The stats show Lionel Messi. Flip is... a coin for me, and either one could be my number one, but I'm picking how much Kevin De Bruyne has impressed me this season. If you'd have told me two so two seasons ago, if you look at his stats, they're more impressive. Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. He had 20 assists in a season. He tied Terry Henry's record. 27 right now. 
In all competitions, he's got 25. But he has more goals than he did that season. This year, yes, but yes. he has less assists. But the way he's led that Manchester City team, especially... I'm just saying, guy, if you can get 15 goals and 15 assists I, in 28 appearances... I understand. You go it. with 39 goal contributions versus 37, I'm going to pick 39. Duh. Which is messy. Yes, I understand this. I'm just saying... And he's five years older. This is just over 30. This is not he's five years older com- competition. <laughs> it's four years older. But anyways, what do you guys four think? Four years, sorry. My what do you guys think? Say. Please let us know. Messi or Kevin De Bruyne? Who is crazy? It's probably me because I'm always the crazy one. I don't know, man. I'm drinking 11.5% beer here, so it might be me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm drinking an American beer, which makes me crazy. So, anyways, let us know what you guys think. Who's got the better top 10? Would you rank them any differently? I mean, we both have completely opposite, essentially. Pretty much. We have some honorable mentions as well. Tiago Silva in there, Sergio Busquets, Latin. Karen Trippier. N'Golo Kante. Angel Di Maria. After that World Cup, how can you not? You could probably. Go with a list of like 30 players. Probably could. But picking top 10 was hard. So how would you guys do it? How would you guys do it? Let us know on our Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you check out our Instagram. We've been posting all the Champions League goals on there. So you can check them out. You can get our reactions to these games. So you guys don't want to miss that. Check out our Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Redbubble. Don't want to miss that out. Help us keep doing this. We appreciate it. On that note, man. Love you. Love you. See you next time. Cheers.